When we share our stories with one another, we inspire each other. We help each other to grow. We also help one another to feel less alone. I'm Amanda Solar. I'm the host of Soulful Connections, and I'm the founder of SoulfulLiving.com. Join me and let's connect. Connection. Well, I'm so happy that a bunch of people have joined me for the podcast tonight. We are doing a podcast on kindness, which is kind of a big topic. And the idea for the podcast came from Brad Sanders, who is my friend and also my business associate in my day job at the Chamber of Commerce. Um, he is going through his daughter, who is seven years old, is facing, um, she's dealing with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And now speaking of kind, this little girl is just super kind and super sweet and adorable really cute and she gets that from her mother obviously <laughs> and um but a lot of people have have been so kind and brad texted me one saturday and said you know that i would love to see a podcast on just kindness like what is that why do people do it what's that about um so you know i like to i listen to brad when he asks me <laughs> for stuff like that <laughs> you're welcome so I thought I would go around and have everybody kind of introduce themselves, say something about who they are, and then just say something about that topic. And I hate to do it to you, Brad, but since you're the one who thought of it, I'm going to start with you. You want me to do an introduction? And then yeah, I want you to introduce yourself. Yeah. Okay. So I'm uh, Brad Sanders. You know, I'm usually say what what my job is, but I work at the chamber with Amanda. She's my assistant, and um, <laughs> so no. Um, so Amanda, very demanding. Yes. Stay in the office as long as you can. Um, <laughs> so Amanda and I work together, and um, and you know we always bounce things off of each other and talk about a variety of things. So um, and as everyone knows, I've been I've going through. Um, situation with um, my daughter Violet and and it, it was extremely um, humbling to see how much uh, how, how much people care and uh, are overall kind um, it just like you know from from providing financial support uh, spiritual support, and uh, just just there for general, uh, just to talk, just to uh, just to help out wherever they can, and um, and I was just I was just amazed how just humans are so kind, uh, you know. And I think that's just a, a natural. It seems like it's a natural thing, and. Um, you know, that's just overwhelmed me with all the support we got just for um, 
us not even asking for it. People just willing, willingly um, uh, reached out to us. Uh, some people that we don't know, some people that we work with, friends, family. Um, it was just very amazing. It's still, and it's still, still happening. You know, every day is is a, a different and um, amazing uh, network we have, and uh, we're just very thankful for that kind of stuff. So. I'll let everybody else talk and then, you know, just won't take too much time. So. So um, I'm going to go on to Marion Callahan. Marion, can you introduce yourself and say something about this topic? Um, certainly. So my name is Marion Callahan and I am a professor at DelVal, but I've also been a long, long time journalist and photographer in the area. And I, I feel like I've been really fortunate to have written about so many different um, stories that at the heart of it is, is really kindness. And um, um, Brad, let me begin by saying, I'm very sorry to hear that what your family's going through, but yeah. I'm also, you know, my heart is warmed to hear that, you know, you're, you have that comfort and that love and that support around you. So um, from what I know about it, you certainly, you certainly deserve it too. Um, so anyway, I, I, I just wanted to, to say that. And um, uh, to me, kindness, and I think you said it um, briefly, is the simple act of, of being human, you know, and, and when, you know, emergencies happen and disasters, and I just looked at, at the, the news with the hurricane, it reminded me, because I grew up in South Florida, that when hurricane season came and we were expecting a hurricane and we started boarding up our, our windows, that was like one of the few times in our neighborhood that you actually spoke to your neighbors that you offered help and you checked to see who had the water or the generator and people came together. And it was like, you know, why did this kindness come about You know, now? Like, why are we only speaking to our neighbors now? And I guess it's because um, it's those moments where, you know, at the core, you have to be human to, to survive. And when you see someone else struggling, you can't, you know, you want to, you want to, I can't, I, I guess I, I'm not articulating myself very well, but, I mean, I think we, we're grounded um, in kindness um, sometimes when we're at, at when we're facing our worst. I'm just totally unmuting myself forever. Um, thank you very much, Marianne. Um, I'm going to turn it over to somebody else, but I'm also going to tell you something about kindness that because I'm the curmudgeon of the group, I feel like I'm the curmudgeon. And I also want to point out that kindness is kind of one of those weird things where sometimes when people say, oh, this is an act, of, this is a random act of kindness, I'm not always like thinking it's kind. <laughs> so I feel like sometimes other things can masquerade as kindness, or sometimes kindness can look like a boundary. Um, I'm not always excited when somebody, um, says that they're gonna you know, pay for the person behind them when they're in the Starbucks line. So, you know, I don't know, kindness is a really interesting, interesting thing. Um, let me move on to Bob Henshaw. Bob, who are you and what do you have to say about kindness? Hi, well, hello everybody. I'm Bob Henshaw. I'm a, an accountant for a local construction company in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, Ian left a flesh wound. Um, 
at least in my neck of the woods. Um, unfortunately, I had friends on the west coast of Florida who did not fare so well. Um, and what to say about kindness? Well, Amanda may think she's the curmudgeon, but I'm the one who's crabby, cranky, and cantankerous. Um, but I certainly have been the recipient of acts of kindness. Um, I have been known to describe myself as a nice widow man with a few other phrases behind it. Um, you know, and I certainly remember those days early on. Um, you know, the woman who drove me to the hospital the night my husband died because I was in no shape to be driving I-95, the wreck I was. Um, I've, I've given out acts of kindness. Um, my current roommate was getting out of an abusive relationship. I had a guest room, move in, be safe. Um, you know, I, I, it's, it's kind of, it, it's true what other people have said that on some level we are hardwired for kindness simply because, you know, we've, we've sort of lost, we, we still have deep within us that all for one, one for all mentality. We just don't act it out on a daily basis is yeah. the only thing I can come up with. Um, you know, and again, especially with, with, you know, Ian reminded me that, okay, yeah, there are neighbors I need to check on. Unfortunately, you know, the neighbors that were, that were here for Irma, which was the last one to go through that was a wreck and that's going back about five years now. Um, they're not here any longer. They either moved away Maybe they died off, I don't know. But um, bottom line, you know, we're all in this life together and none of us are getting out alive. So let's, let's help each other out as best we can. Yeah, well put, Bob. I like that, you know, it is kind of something, there's something about that interconnectedness maybe. Um, Deb, Deb White, um, I don't know. If she's frozen or unfrozen, she looks maybe like she's oh, frozen. Well, can you hear me? Oh, there she is. Oh, maybe. You can go. you hear me? Yes, now I can hear you. <laughs> so who are you, okay. Deb? And what well, you I'm Deb White. I'm actually a I'm actually a special education teacher. And so I said I do the gamut from preschool to prison, and I also do every single disability. Um, so every day, seriously, is, is, is um, filled with some act of kindness because you have to do that with the children. But I also say that it comes from my mother, who I can't, I don't have the quote right down yet, but it's uh, too much, to whom much is given, much is owed or something like that. And that's kind of how my mother operated. If she could help somebody, she would do it. And she's pretty much passed that down to her children. So um, we are always doing, if someone has a need, we're always trying to make sure in our, you know, in, in, to the much of our ability 
that people get the help that they need. That's great. Love, love your mother, Mr. So, mother. That's about it. So Dwight, um, can you introduce yourself and can you share any thoughts of, that you have about kindness? Sure. Did I freeze? No. Hello? You might have frozen because it's like we're doing this in Zoom, so I can't tell who's frozen and who's not frozen. But I think you're good, Dwight. Okay. I work for a large telecommunications firm. I'm part of the manage the management team there. And the way I look at kindness, uh, it's very complex um, emotion, in my opinion. It's also very heavily tied to empathy. So I feel like it's easier to be kind when you can put yourself in another person's shoes. I think sometimes we confuse kindness and politeness. Uh, what, is, what is actually viewed sometimes as kindness is actually simply politeness. Um, to me, kindness is, um, is, is action. It's not just words. Uh, it's a feeling that spurs people to take action often. And it's very powerful for moving humans to collectively help help one another. So I, you know, it's, it's, but I think all of us have different levels of how much kindness and how deep that well is, depending on how much we empathize with the situation. So, you know, Brad's story about his child, that's deeply, you know, many, many people can feel very deeply empathetic with that because when you put yourself in that, those shoes, uh, you just imagine that it's, it's very tough. And that's pretty, that's a universal one. But there are also other situations that are not so universal and it's hard to find kindness, even when kindness is needed. So I, I think it's very complex um, and, um, and I'll just leave it with that. And it's, it's, uh, it, it's a tough one. Thank you so much. And I'm gonna jump to my yoga guru, <laughs> Ogden Kruger. Okay. Um, thank you. Thank you for inviting me, by the way, Amanda. Of course. Um, thank you for being here. And I'm going to try and like make it small because <laughs> I can talk everybody. Um, <laughs> and I am a, a yoga teacher and I do shaman work. And basically I would just say, I'm a healer. That's my goal in life. And I think everybody needs a lot of healing right now. The planet needs healing. Um, and Dwight, I'm like, I, I'm not sure. Like I was feeling something when you were talking and I'm not sure I a hundred percent agree, but I'd have to think about it to figure it out to really respond because I feel like kindness sometimes is being in a state of grace, how we are with people. We have no idea what's happened to them, where they've come from, you know, what their lineage is, if they've just lost their house. And sometimes, hi, are you okay? Is the kindest thing that anybody could accept. Um, so sometimes I think words are enough. I also really strongly feel that kindness is a two-way street. 
any time in my life that I feel like I've really gone out of my way to be kind, I think the reward to me might be bigger than what I've given to that person. And just as an example, two people in my life, I spent the last five days of their lives with them. And I mean, I was doing everything. I was massaging them and I was talking to them and counseling them and doing things with their family. And I was there to the moment of death that they called my name out and said things to me when they hadn't talked in days. And I left, like, I can't even explain the feeling I had. I was doing for them, but I left with this, like, beauty in my own heart, like this feeling that I don't even know if I can describe. And I just want to say, Brad, you know, I know people are really helping you. I just feel like you're accepting it is a gift back to those people. And I feel like since we went through these, this such a deep separation with the pandemic and we weren't able to communicate and be with other people, we have to relearn all these skills of how to communicate and to communicate with kindness and caring and love and compassion. And so there's so many words. I think we could take every letter in kindness and, you know, put it at the beginning of a million different things. So I'm going to stop because I could go on for another like 20 minutes. But I just, you know, think that being compassionate and being graceful are part of the beginning gift of kindness that we can give human beings because we have no idea what they're dealing with and they have no idea what we're dealing with. So if we can kind of come from that perspective, we're going to be helping a lot of people. And, and thank you for listening to my too much talking. <laughs> that wasn't too much talking. That was really thought provoking. So thank you. I mean, it is interesting. I'll come back to something Dwight, that you said in the podcast that we did that I've, I've added into my vocabulary and it's not usually looked upon as kindness, but it stuck with me. You and Nate and I were talking about race. We were talking about racism. We were talking about systemic racism. And then there's just kind of this almost air that we breathe. And at the end, you said, you know, we have to extend mercy, some mercy to people, you know, as we evolve. And I have to say, Dwight, that, that also really stayed with me. Um, because I think that that's in and of itself, just that mercy, that grace that you're offering other people is a, is an act of kindness as well. That stuck with me. Um, so speaking of kindness, I will say that there is one among us who has started an actual, like, kindness is it like a facebook group tom what are you doing with kindness it is actually it's like i'm i'm one of the uh i guess one of the the early members of it uh it's called uh uh it's now called bucks county kind uh there's a few people involved in fact, you've, you've interviewed them you've interviewed uh edie weinstein uh who's uh big on it here's a little card here mm -hmm. but it's basically like it's uh the facebook group is called bucks county kind and it was started with um, uh, one woman, Joanna 
Petrum, I think her name is, uh, who just put out on one of the local Facebook groups about starting um, a site about just random acts of kindness. You know, I, I think based on, um, you know, kind of like what's a lot going on in the world and a lot that's happening in society right now, there's a lot of, I would say like, uh, you know, unkindness. Uh, so this is sort of like, uh, I guess kind of like an antidote to that. And it's like, it kind of like spreads. So like the idea is like people can, uh, they can leave posts of like acts of kindness that they've uh, received or acts that they've given. And, um, and then another thing they did is, um, I didn't do much with this, but they, they had uh, created these uh, little uh, cards. So if you go around the Doylestown and a lot of the shops and some of the restaurants, um, they went around and said, Hey, would you put the, can we place these? And, uh, and a lot of shops uh, did. So like you can pick up a little kindness card and you can, it says, uh, please accept this thoughtful gesture from your neighbor and pay it forward with a random act of kindness for someone else. Kindness is contagious. And that's what the, the card says. Um, and that's sort of how the, the site, you know, came, uh, became involved. Uh, it evolved. And um, I, now it's, I don't know, it's over, well over a thousand members, uh, might be a couple thousand by now. Uh, it's been featured on some of the local newspapers and uh, Action News, I think it's a, a feature about it. And um, so it, it's sort of, I guess, the idea of promoting kindness. Um, and I guess for me, uh, a lot of kindness just comes from empathy. And, you know, it was kind of said about empathy. Um, just, you know, I kind of myself kind of go by the golden, you know, part of the golden rule is, you know, treat others as you yourself would like to be treated. So I kind of think that way, you know, and it, it, it kind of adds like an empathy to kind of relate to people and understand maybe what they're going through. Um, and that everybody's going through stuff in their lives. And, and sometimes just a simple smile or gesture, just something, you know, nice can make a difference in a day. Um, I'll, I guess I'll finish with this. It's like a, one of the things that I do is uh, in the winter, I'm, I'm uh, involved with Code Blue. So um, one of my issues has been, um, you know, helping to combat homelessness or do, do something. Um, so I look at uh, a lot of those, uh, we refer to them as guests, they're guests of, of the, the shelter. And um, for overnight, for at least a little bit of time, uh, you know, they, you know, us as volunteers offer like a kindness. Um, we don't judge and, you know, just little simple acts of that could go a long way to that person's outlook for the next day or more, you know, they're so used to in particular being, you know, shunned away and, you know, people not being kind and just kind of ignoring them. But, you know, there's something powerful about just the fact that like, you know, for at least a little bit of time, hey, there's another human that kind of cared about me. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm gonna, I shame somebody into coming on here. <laughs> And because I shamed him, I'm gonna let him like jump the line. I told, I texted my friend um, Nate and I told him that we were gonna not be friends with him anymore if he didn't come on 
the podcast right now, which is probably not considered kind, I'm guessing. <laughs> I, I got home late and I was making dinner for my wife. How's that? So Okay, still- well, that's kind. See, that's kind. you just showed who was the kind one in our friendship, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> she so, Nate, it. can you sit, can you share like, first of all, Nate is a very longtime friend of mine. He and his wife, Haley, some of you know. Um, Nate, can you tell who you are and what you do and any thoughts that you have about kindness? Sure. Um, I am a, a hotelier, so I, I uh, work in hotels, so I have to be kind, even though there's days where you don't want to be kind um, when you deal with the public. Um, but I think I look at it as, you know, as I tell my, my team, my managers, I said, we are responsible for greatness every day. And if you give a lot, expect a lot. And there's nothing more than caring about people. So uh, hospitality is a God-given talent. Either you have it or you don't. I mean, I can teach anybody how to check in, make a bed, you know, cook your dinner, but I cannot teach you how to care. So that's the one thing that I look for in uh, whoever I hire, but also in my personal life. I, I look for people that I can, are like-minded, that have goodness in them. And it's pretty easy to spot goodness in people. I mean, I've just became friends with Dwight, I guess, through an, another mutual friend and then brought that to, to Nancy. So it's just, if, if you are uh, in, into Amanda, but if you are, um, um, it's, it's just energy. It's engaging and you feel it. You can walk in the store and you can smile at someone and that person will smile back with the same amount of energy that you're giving out. Um, and that, and those, those are those moments that are just, you know, awesome when you get it. Yeah. yeah. But everyone's afraid to do it now. So that's the sad part. Everyone's yeah. afraid. Well, you can see that I'm like torturing my, my um, friends from childhood. I just keep making them wait. <laughs> Um, Chuck Pressler has a job that, I mean, your job is kind, Chuck. So can you say who you are and what you do? And then any thoughts that you have about kindness? Well, uh, I'm Chuck Pressler. I'm the chief and executive director of Central Bucks EMS. So I would guess you would say some would. Uh, um, that my entire career has been, has had to revolve around kindness, uh, as well as my coworkers, my colleagues, my employees. Um, I think to be in my field, it has to be a natural instinct as a human to even step in and decide that you want to help people. And I mean, I've had a 32-year career so far, and the countless numbers of people I have seen in this field and what they've done for people, we couldn't, we wouldn't have enough time to talk about in days, weeks, whatever. And I, I don't know what drove me to it. I don't. Um, I would say it was a calling. It reached me. I didn't reach out for it. And I would say that's probably the same for the individuals that do this work because it, it takes a, there's a recipe of courage, commitment, 
heart, a lot of heart and patience and the ability to reach people at their worst times. And we see it every day and I wouldn't know how to express that. And I think that um, for me, myself, I can't speak for everybody, but uh, a long time career like this bleeds over and blooms you as an individual outside of your job, I believe. At least it has for me. <clears throat> so being kind and, and good to people, you know, we've all heard the sayings and the cliches of you don't know what somebody's going through and so forth and so forth. You know, I've had the ability to experience that firsthand and to see, you know, I've seen friends, neighbors, uh, people I know in town at some of their worst times. And, you know, I know them on both sides of that issue in their life. And, you know, it's awakening and it, it needs to say something to everybody we see and people we're around on a daily basis that, you know, it just doesn't hurt to smile a little bit and it doesn't hurt to keep the criticisms and comments and so forth to, you know, just, just be nice. <laughs> that's all I, that's all I really tell people is just be nice, do better, do better, do better as a human do better as an individual and hope that that's contagious enough that if somebody feels that and shares it, we've made a difference every day. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point, Chuck. Sometimes restraint can be an act of kindness, actually, you know, um, I'm going to move on up to Roseanne. Hi everybody. I say up only because she's not like I'm, <laughs> <laughs> not like I'm saying Chuck now I'm moving up from Chuck <laughs> she's just up in my screen <laughs> I'm at the top of your screen oh god hi everybody so I'm Roseanne Griffiths and I'm in sunny Seattle which you know doesn't happen every day so I'm kind of trying to sit right here in the sun and enjoy it while we can um but you know kindness is is a funny thing I'm starting to think that kindness breeds kindness because um, a personal little experience of mine, um, my husband's aunt, um, she's in her 80s and she lives alone and she was just recently diagnosed with terminal cancer. And we are her only relatives nearby. So my husband and I decided to really meet all of her needs, just give her whatever we can till the end of her life and just try to make it as pleasant as we possibly can for her. And, you know, she's not always the easiest individual to be with, but um, the kinder we've been to her, the kinder she's been to us. And I will say that a lot of people said to me, oh, that must be so hard taking care of your aunt. But it wasn't, it was, it felt good and right and rewarding to me. The challenge became when um, my husband had a little issue, well, a very large issue, issue actually with his, um, with his teeth, and he needs these two major surgeries in his mouth. And crazy enough, of course, insurance doesn't cover it. And it's, it's like tens of thousands of dollars to fix his, his bone issue. And, you know, I was telling my aunt a little bit about it because he's having trouble eating. And, and 
my aunt stood up, walked over to her desk and wrote a check for the dentist, for Jeff to get his whole, all these two surgeries done. And that's why I'm starting to really feel like kindness breeds kindness. You know, we've, we've given a lot to her and then she turns around and gives us this enormous gift. And I will say it was harder to accept her gift than it was to give it. And it was really humbling to, to say thank you and receive it. It was easier to give than it was to receive. But that's my most recent story with kindness. Um, you know, I think we're all, we all try to be kind to one another innately. Um, we look for places where people need us so that we can meet that need. And that's, you know, that's where kindness breeds. But that's my little, my little story of the week, you know, something really kind that happened to me this week. That's a great story. Well, so the pressure's on, Linda. <laughs> so this is my I'm friend, Linda. Read it now. Okay. Uh, I'm Linda. Um, and I'm going to take this from a totally different aspect, guys, where I'm going to tell you where I failed in kindness. And it was interesting, uh, Amanda, because when you initially mentioned this podcast to me, I thought, well, really, what can we say? You're either kind or you're not kind. What what more is there? And then as I started to really think about it, I'm like, oh, no, no, uh, you have definitely failed. And uh, quickly, I will tell you that I take a walk every morning and I walk down Sumneytown Pike, which is a major road here where I live. There is a, uh, a building, an office building on the corner, and there are benches out there for people to sit on, I'm sure, either for their breaks or for their lunch. And one morning as I'm walking, I see a young girl. I assumed at that point in some way that she must have been like middle schools where I kind of put her, somewhere between like 13 to 15. But she's on her phone and she's crying. And I'm, you know, there's that few seconds, the three or four steps before you get to somebody, the three or four steps as you physically pass them, and then the three or four steps as, as you've gone by. And the whole time my brain is racing saying, what do I do? You know, do I, do I stop? Do I ask her if she's okay? Do I ask her if she needs help? And then as soon as I start thinking that, my brain unfortunately starts saying, well, what if you scare her? You know, she has a phone. Um, it's not like she can't get to somebody she's obviously talking to somebody even though she's crying what if you frighten her what if you know she doesn't understand what you're doing or what you're saying and so by the time I let my brain go through all that I was well past her and sad to say I never stopped I never asked this poor girl you know can I help you are you okay and when I got home like 10 minutes later I just thought to myself that that was one of your worst moments ever that that was just terrible you need to move out of yourself out of your head out of your brain and just be kind and one of the things i thought about besides that story and how i pass that bench every morning now and there's rarely a day that i go by that bench that i don't say man i wish i had done better that day um but what i I'm realizing about myself. So I thank you, Amanda, kind of for doing this, because I don't know that I would have really sat down to think about uh, kindness and, and is it easy? Is it hard? Uh, I find that if someone asks me to do something, 
I am all in. I will help anybody. Like I've been in the store and I'm, you guys won't know from this, but I'm tall. So I've had, you know, elderly say, can you get this from the top shelf for me? Can you do that? And I am, you know, oh, I love it. I just love it. So I'm great when someone asks me for help. I'm kind then, but I am very not good, um, good English, at helping someone <laughs> um, without them asking me first. I need to do much better at seeing someone, seeing that they might need help, uh, understanding that they might not feel comfortable asking me, but yet getting out of my own way and out of my own head and saying, just offer, just offer it. Uh, if they don't want it, they'll let you know, and that's okay. Um, but better to offer it and stop talking myself out of the whole what if situation or how are they going to react or what would happen um so that that's my thoughts and i thank you again for having this because it really did make me think about that morning again and think about how can i do better with kindness and and that's what i've come up with is i just need to be more proactive about it and not expect everyone to ask me first for whatever help they need but to try to do better about asking them if they need some help Okay, well, before I move on to Joanna Hadaraska, I just want to say that I have known Linda since I was three. Now that I'm 23, <laughs> um, no, I've known Linda since I was three, and nobody in my entire life <laughs> is harder on themselves, as you can all see, than my friend Linda. I will just point that out. <laughs> um, and, and I will also say, I just have to say, Lynn, like you are the first person with a casserole if somebody needs it and they don't always ask you, you just show up and you do it. When my, I have, um, one of my kids was in intensive care for six months and Linda and, you know, every, along with my friends and family, Linda was such a presence in that hospital room and just, you know, I can't even tell you what she did during that long period. And every single time I have a crisis, I don't ask her for help, but she's there. And believe me, I'm a high maintenance friend. I have a lot of crises. <laughs> um, I provide, I, my goal is to provide you with lots of opportunities <laughs> to extend kindness. <laughs> so I just I had to point that out. And by the way, I know that girl and she was on the phone saying, I just can't stop serial killing people. I just can't stop it. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> so makes you did the right better. thing. Thank you. <laughs> um, so Joanna Hadaraska, can you, thank you for being here. Can you introduce yourself and share any thoughts that you have about kindness? Yeah, so I'm Joanna Hadaraska. I'm a holistic nutritionist and an eating disorder recovery coach. So, you know, my whole my whole thing is yeah, I have to have that compassion for others so that they create that safe space so that they can heal from whatever it is and be happy in their body and their life. Um, make peace with their past, make peace with their food, make peace with their body, you know, everything so that they're just happy um, in their own skin. And when you first sent this thing out about the about the kindness thing, it was just like, well, I don't think that kindness is just for others. And I think that everybody has always thinks that kindness is for others. But what I'm seeing is who who really extends that kindness to themselves? 
You know, we're easily swayed to do these nice things for others, but how are we kind when we talk to ourselves? And I do a lot of work on that with, with my clients that they are, they're meanest to themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, is kindness really supposed to be just for others? Aren't we, you know, we're supposed to fill up our cup with kindness so that we can share the kindness. But when you said earlier, I think I jumped on when you had made that thing of, I don't know about the kindness, but it seems kind of fake and one-sided. Well, I'm thinking in one way, I kind of agree because you're not being, you're being kind on the exterior, but you're not being kind on the interior. So yeah. it can't be a flaky thing in terms of, well, I'm doing this act of kindness to show you that I'm really kind but it's not really coming from a genuine kindness. It's not authentic. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what I wanted to bring up is like, how can we put kindness into ourselves first so that we can be authentically and genuinely kind, you know, and not have the fear of somebody's going to criticize us because we didn't do it right. Somebody's going to criticize me because I jumped in and butted my head in, you know, just like, um, the woman just now was, was talking about like, oh, I didn't do anything for the fear of I'm going to do it wrong. Well, when you're just authentically kind, then the authentic kindness just shows up and the fear is quelched. Right, because you, 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 that's a good point, Joanna, because you really have to be kind and loving to yourself so that, that you know, whatever rejection you're going to face out there isn't going to be as as you know hurtful because you're already kind of establishing this love for yourself which right. you know see they didn't teach us that at st jude's they didn't Linda teach that in, in chicago you know but it's like it, yeah. it's always been purported that you know you've got to do the kind works kind 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 but it's like yeah but who's kind to ourselves yeah you know, I had to get sick in order to be kind to me. <laughs> now I'm teaching yeah. other people to be kind to themselves, you know, and part of that kindness yeah. is they take care of themselves. They, they eat right. They move right. They sleep right. They, they're spiritual correctly. You know, it's like, it's things that are aligned to who they are and it's, it's without the judgment and all the other um, right or wrong beliefs. It's like, it's what makes you sing. But kindness, I think, needs to come from a place of authenticity. And we need to give ourselves grace and kindness so that we can, and not just give it out to others so that there's none left for us. And yeah. that's my story. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, because, you know, even Brad, when Brad sent this to me, you know, the idea to do a podcast on kindness, I related to it in the sense that I can remember, Brad, when my daughter was in, you know, that dire situation and people who didn't even know her were doing things or were saying, oh, we're, we have the, a prayer group for her. And I remember thinking, I wonder why, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was really, I didn't understand why people were stepping out of themselves in that way. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's a, so I know Brad that it, it can be like a wonderful feeling. It is definitely an onslaught and it is definitely a humbling 
Uh, and it can be confusing in a weird way when you're just not used to being the recipient of that much kind of <laughs> love and caring and support. So I had actually, when I was responding to you in that first email about this, this, my last part was, oh, and do we really need to experience a tragedy in order to be a recipient of kindness? And it's like, yeah. it's almost people look for that kindness only when you're having a bad day. Well, can we just share kindness just because it's a, the thing to do? Like, can't that be the norm? Why does it have to be some tragedy? Yeah. Bob, were you going to say something? Yeah. Um, first off, I, I so 100% agree with Joanna, but I want to introduce a wrinkle. I, I had a long time friend say to me years ago, suffering breeds compassion. And you know, I think if we've if we have gone through something, there's a natural empathy that develops. Um, and, and I will I will own that I am not always the kindest to myself. I could write volumes on how I'm not kind to myself. I come to think of it, I think I have somewhere. Um, that has not stopped me from recognizing the suffering somebody else might be going through, whether it be a fellow widow, and I certainly have experience with fellow, fellow widow person, and I certainly have experience with that. Somebody who I can see the pain because they're in, a, in, in some sort of abusive situation and okay, I'm not the kindest to myself, but I can do my best to provide a safe space so that, you know, maybe we can help each other heal. Um, you know, I think that there's a component of, you know, if we've gone through something, it makes us more receptive to give to somebody else or, you know, that that old line, I'm, my people are so fond of saying, come sit next to me. Sometimes that's 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 the kindness I can extend. I've been in your shoes. Come sit next to me. I may or may not be able to say anything, but um, you know, I'm here and I can hold your hand. Yeah. So Ogden, can you share that verbally? Ogden shared something in the chat, but since it's a podcast, I want her to verbalize it. So. <laughs> Those listening can hear it too. What were you saying? Well, I mean, I, I heard what you said, Bob. And, you know, basically, once we're born, we've, we've already begun our suffering. Everybody on the planet has gone through something in their lives personally or with their family or with their relatives or through their birth process or whatever. So we are all in a state of suffering. And there's not one person that didn't suffer through that pandemic, no matter what type of suffering, whether it was fear or fear of illness or loss of family members or like being afraid to eat because you didn't know how to wash your groceries. I mean, there was just crazy stuff and we all suffered. And I just think if we wake up in the morning and we think, 
I'm going to start my day with a smile, no matter who I see, I'm going to give a kind word. If I can't give a kind word, I'm going to give a kind look. And just remember every being out there has gone through something at some level. And somebody said it before, um, Nate, I think it was you, you know, sometimes it's just a smile. And sometimes if you've had a rough day and you don't know a person and you're in a grocery store and they smile to you, your entire demeanor can change. Your um, the way you feel in your body and the way you sense your whole day can change. And I think that's, I think that my goal would be for all of us not to worry, Linda, about how we do the kind. Don't worry about how you do it. Just go out and come from your heart. You could come from your heart and not do anything and you've already helped somebody. You know, if you come from a place of compassion and love, you barely have to do anything but look at somebody. And uh, I've started this practice recently when I've felt hurt by somebody because I am human and even being a yogi and studying all this stuff and doing all kinds of interesting work in my life where I try and keep getting better at being who I am. I, um, I try and go into my heart. And when I do that, when I've been hurt by somebody and instead of like being angry and wanting an apology, I just go in and like try and send that person love because I don't think they hurt me because I'm bad. I think they hurt me because they had a bad day and it'll be like amazing. Like I'll get a phone call the next day. How are you doing? Or even if they don't apologize, it's like they're in a good mood and they want to see me and they want to do something or whatever. I just feel like if we can every morning get up and try and come from that spot, because we know everybody has maybe had a kid like like you have Amanda and like you have Brad and I had a daughter that spent months and months and months in the hospitals and wasn't really released till she was 18. You know, we all have stuff. We've yeah. all had parents that maybe have gone before their time, lost siblings, people committed suicide. I mean, we just don't know. We've all been hurt and we all need to walk in the world recognizing that. And when people come at us with meanness and it's from their fear and their anxiety and their suffering. And our gift is to not take it on and turn back and smile at them. That That's the biggest words of wisdom I can give. That's what the Buddha would say. I mean, I am not the Buddha because I'm trying, I have to practice it every day. But that is you know, what he would say to try and recognize that when people do something mean to us, it's a reflection of how they feel about themselves. It doesn't have anything to do with us. So if we can recognize that, then we don't have to react and we can be a lot kinder and more gracious. Yeah. Well said. Well, the challenge with having this many people on a podcast is that it kind of is over when you've Oh, just said one thing. Does anybody can anybody who wants to say some final thoughts just unmute and share 
you know, anything you want to share? Um, this is a statement I've heard time again, and maybe everyone knows this, but I always like the statement, be kinder than necessary. Um, I think it's a good rule to live by in life. And it's about aware, being aware that you make, a, you make an impact on people when you do that. So that would be mine. Yeah. Beautiful. So uh, I'm a longstanding member of several anonymous support groups and they have daily readers. This is the last line of the October 25th in this particular daily reader. Kindness is the mightiest force in the world. Beautiful. I absolutely agree with that. I mean, I, I think, I guess that in, in my life, um, in, in dealing with personal tragedies and writing about other tragedies as well, it's, it's like the most uniting force. And um, I, I have to say, I'm a people person, I'm outgoing, and I have a lot of friends who aren't. And um, if we're out and about and I do something, they're like, oh, that's just Marion, or that's just what she's doing. Um, but often I see acts of kindness from them in more subtle ways. And so I feel like, like they're the ones who would, who would go into a house and clean it if someone was sick. I might be too distracted. I am that person that stops everywhere to see if I could help someone. So I feel like we all have our light and we can shine it in different ways. Um, and yes, we have to stop and absorb it from others sometimes because that's giving too. Uh, but I think I, all of you referenced that kindness can, is, 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 can sometimes and often be um, just not reacting to those moments, those bad moments that other people are having. And, um, you know, and even if you're in, in the wrong line and you're waiting for an hour and you get up to the front counter and they say, oh, you, you're in, the, you know, maybe you're at the DMV and they say, hey, you know, grab a number. You're in, and I mean, it's just how you react because I, we're not perfect. We all have flaws and, um, and our negative energy can sometimes just, you know, bounce, bounce around the room. Um, but you're right. It's like, take that deep breath and see the human, you know, behind um, the frustration, right? Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, it was really kind of all of you to come on this podcast. I really do think that because I think that you're stepping beyond yourselves and you're offering up who you are. You're offering up, you know, in a vulnerable, vulnerable way, your thoughts, yourself. I'm so thankful for it. I really, really am. I appreciate you all so, so much. So thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. Giant thank you goes out to show advisor, Roseanne Griffiths, the talented musician, Bill Aronson, who wrote, produced, performed the Soulful Connections theme song. And a thank you goes out to Brad Sanders for creating the Soulful Connections logo. Love it. That's new this year. So much gratitude to these guys and to my friends and family who continue to listen and guide me. And once again, to you for listening, I would love to hear from you. Please shoot me an email at soulfullife at gmail.com. That's S-O-L-F-U-L.
L-L-I-F-E at gmail.com.